You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. When you edit, you can't hear her saying it. So it throws you off because we can start talking as soon as I hit record. But who want to start talking and hear some uh, robot white bitch talk about your meeting is now recording? Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, I don't want to deal with a goddamn uh, microaggression while I try to record a podcast, you regular motherfucker. Anyway, speaking of said podcast, welcome to the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. Uh, we are your two hosts, the two um, most uh, niggatry niggas to ever have nigga. Um, I am Jeremy, and that is my friend Candace. Hey, friend. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jeremy. Happy Father's Day. Yes. Okay. Happy Father's Day. That's it for me, full stop. I don't have no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I know people like to put qualifiers and quantifiers on it, but happy Father's Day. Yeah. If you a father and you know that you a great, a good father, a great father, you present and accounted for, that's all that matter. Yes. And this and and let this go for the stepdads, uncles, play uncles, godfathers grandparent grandfathers all y'all y'all are most appreciated yeah um so yeah happy father's day everybody friend yes (laughs) so i'm going to cover a couple things a couple little uh ratchetry of the week so i've seen two super trailers for two of our favorite shows i've Mm. seen uh the trailer for Love and Marriage Huntsville. Mm. And I've seen the super trailer for the Married to Medicine reunion. Mm. And it's a doozy. But before we get there, um, who our favorite hot girl? The mm. Stallion. We love you. We do. And we hope that little bitty, itty bitty, Lilliputian garden. Nigga, did you nigga. say Lilliputian? <laughs> <laughs> yes we hope that he gets sent to jail and he rots in jail but miss mamas we gotta have a come to conversation Jesus, about your lack of discernment yes and expecting loyalty from abusers when it comes to other abusers mm. Meg and the baby had an exchange on Twitter because the baby, he said the Illuminati was the reason it was retweeted, but he retweeted some promo for a song that him and Tory Lanez did, a song that he says he didn't clear to be released, but somebody on his team cleared to be released. First things first, how much of a boss ass nigga are you if you don't, if you don't even have a say so on what music of yours is being cleared for release? Sound like you a stupid nigga to me, personally, but continue, friend. How you don't have as much control over your career as you like to have us believe. But anyways, mm-hmm. just say you fucked up and you retweeted some shit you didn't mean to retweet. Because if you don't tweet a lot, and with the way these apps be changing, it's very easy to like some shit or retweet some shit that you don't mean to do. I've done it before. I've liked some shit I ain't meant to like. 
Cause in my in the in the iOS app, the like button right there. Mm-hmm. But you doubled down on it. Meg called you out on it. Y'all had an exchange back and forth. You talking about this ain't my beef. A man shooting a woman who was unarmed while her back was turned is not a beef. That is a motherfucker who was trying to kill her. Correct. That's not beef. But you were knowingly continuing to call this man a friend, a brother, and make music with him when we saw this man punch a woman in her face in 4K. Yeah. Yeah. When we saw this man degrade a flight attendant. Yeah. On the private jet. Yeah. We have seen numerous times. We have a we have a, a rap sheet about as big as the baby's goddamn head of him not respecting women in any totality. So the fact he that you call this a nigga non-black a bitch up to make a song talking about he want a yellow bone. Yeah. While the mother of his child at the time was was darker than you. Yeah. This man has shown us many, many, many times that he has little to no respect or regard for women. And I don't know why you thought you would be exempt from that treatment. The thing about abusers is, especially men, most men see the 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 desire and the right to abuse women as a rite of passage, especially when they are in positions of power. You are no exception to the rule. Please get some discernment. And we're not going to even speak on you hanging out and being friends with Trey Songs. Mm. Another man who has multiple allegations of sexual assault mm. against him. Abusers very rarely discriminate when it comes to women that's not their mama or their sister and shit like that. So while I do think the baby is a bitch ass nigga. Correct. I also think you have to hold yourself accountable for even continuing to be in his space, consider him a friend and do business with him when he has a history almost similar to Tory Lanez minus a gun. He punched that woman in the face. He could have broke her damn jaw. And we saw that in 4K. He could have done a lot of harm to her. So, and then not only that, he, I mean, you, I mean, he eventually did it to you, like we just saw, but shit, gaslighted her. Talking about you shouldn't have been like in, in my face with a camera. It's like, nigga, ain't that what your security team for? And your security, his yeah. security team was like right there. He took it upon himself to punch that woman in the face. And we all saw yeah, it. His security team was there. So, you know, all I have to say is, I think my friend said, you know, what I was thinking uh, very eloquently. I'll also add to that. Uh, get you some discernment and some self-reflection, Megan. Because uh, you, uh, you you don't make good decisions. That's all I'm going to say when it comes to who you have in your circle. Yeah. Abusers do not <laughs> have loyalty to non-abusers. They more often than not go up for other abusers because they identify with who who that person is. So, you know, 
it's always and forever fuck Tory Lanez over here. The Great. music ain't good. The looks ain't good. The height ain't good. The fingernails, the nail beds ain't good. Ain't nothing good about him. So fuck him. But as my friend said, it's time to do some self-reflecting and think about discernment. Yes. So, now, moving on. Love and Marriage Huntsville season three is starting July 17th. And Melody and Martell are officially divorced. They have not mentioned whether or not uh, Martell's mistress turned main chick and a new baby will be on the show, but they are adding a new couple to the mix that Melody introduced to the show. Because mm. Melody and Martell, Love and Marriage Huntsville is their brainchild. So that there's that. And in the super trailer, I see Tisha ranting and raving about how if Marceau did have an outside baby, she would leave him. Marceau is denying all the rumors about cheating in the outside baby. But my, how the tables have turned. You spent mm. the you spent all of season two gaslighting Melody about how what's going on in her marriage is her reality, not yours. And Marceau wouldn't do this. And Marceau is not doing that. And lo and behold, some rumors are swirling. Whether mm -hmm. they're true or not, you are getting a taste of what it felt like to be in male shoes when you were not very much of a good friend to her. Not even, I take the back, it don't even have nothing to do with friendship. It's just got to do with that thing where never say never, especially when we're talking about cishet black men. Never say never. Never go out on the ledge for, for a straight man. And that's irregardless of race nationality origin if a man is being accused of some shit let that man stand on his own two feet and and prove it's not true you don't need to take no bullets for him because now you sitting on tv looking about crazy as hell after you was poking the bear with melody mm. and in the trailer it looked like martell is asking Mel to still can they still do business together i know you fucking lying after you tried to publicly shame and say that she didn't know how to do business because you was in your feelings about the divorce that you caused because of your transactions, I know you fucking lying. Mm -hmm. And how you okay. made her One and all this other right? shit. One thing about them tables, baby, they do turn. They turn. Mm. They goddamn turn. I could tell you that. Now you don't now, uh, they don't now they don't turn on your head and you looking fucking stupid because you couldn't keep your dick in your pants. I think we'll talk about the the trailer for um Married to Medicine reunion when we get to Married to Medicine because I think it all goes hand in hand. Uh yeah. but with that said, let's hop into the shows. We're gonna start with growing up hip hop. Three things stuck out to me on growing up hip hop. Uh I do not like Brianna, but Brianna made a good point when she sat down with Savannah, who is Stevie J's daughter, and basically told her, don't let anybody's opinion, don't let anybody's feelings about somebody that you're getting to know in a group sway you getting to know them. Uh, because Brianna was telling Savannah about her and Boogie having this big falling out. And Savannah, this is how I know Savannah is kind of a weirdo and a follower. Because based on what Brianna was saying, she was ready to 
charge Boogie to the game, but she wasn't even willing to charge him to the game when she found out about those domestic violence charges. Mm. But based on what Brianna said, you ready to be like, uh uh-uh, fuck Boogie. And Brianna stopped her in her tracks and was like, look, your relationship with Boogie could be totally different than the relationship he and I have. Don't let how I feel about him at this moment sway you getting to know him or anybody else in the group. You have to make your own decisions and have your own mind. Yeah. Now, the fact that another adult needs to be told this is fucking strange. Well, I mean, you know, we clearly know that she don't make good mind decisions. I mean, she saw them domestic well, violence. And, yeah. Well, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. She was scamming. Okay. Um, listen, the children are so, our future. Yeah. And so when you motherfuckers got me agreeing with Brianna, it's time for y'all to get off my TV screen. Y'all can take Savannah right back off this goddamn TV screen. Because when toxic ass Brianna got a valid ass point, I know you fucking lying. We we have we have been led astray. We have lost the plot. Absolutely. The plot does not exist. So, uh then I want to talk about because it wasn't a, a, a bang bang shoot 'em up episode, but it laid the foundation for the mess that's to come in the in the next several weeks. We get to see Cree, who is Uncle Luke's daughter. Um, and she talks about just how strained that the relationship is she has with her father to the point where she doesn't even know if she loves him. She mm. says that her father has not remembered her birthday and tried to call and wish her a happy birthday since she was a child. Mm. Really, nigga? Mm. And then we see Cree on her birthday and he still did not call her on her birthday. She's riding with her cousin who is uh, Luke's nephew. And this motherfucker had the nerve to tell Cree it's her responsibility to reach out and repair the relationship with her father. I cannot stand niggas talking about because women are more emotional so we we need to do the reaching out and repair things because men not emotional men are emotional like a motherfucker why do you think we see so many crimes of passion and shit Mm -hmm. that is emotion based Mm -hmm. logical thinking motherfuckers don't just go around committing crimes of passion we need to do away with that goddamn trope that men are not emotional they they run off logic a lot of you niggas are stupid Stupid, <laughs> illogical, and emotionally charged with fucked up emotions. Because mm. I was just about we, to say here, you have to be be you have to have fucked up emotions to not call your goddamn on flesh and blood on their birthday for eight or four goddamn years, nigga. That is an emotion. You know what that emotion is yes. called? Fuckboyness. Yes, piss poor parenting, yeah. absentee mm. fathering. Mm. It's, I almost said something very shady. <laughs> it's giving Mo Jizzle. I hate that you knew that's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let a Father's Day go by without mentioning Mo Jizzle. It's a tradition at this point. As a matter of fact, hold on. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. And then to bring up the fact that when Cree was 15, she did an interview with Worldstar and said that Uncle Luke was an absentee father. If you're an absentee father, you're an absentee father. And if you don't want your child on the internet calling you an absentee father, guess what the solution is to that? To be the exact opposite of absentee, to be present and accounted for in your child's life. Mm. 
that's how you remedy that. I don't think children should bear the responsibility of fixing relationships with absent parents. I just don't. I believe if children fuck up and they commit transgressions against their parents, especially as adults, yes, it is their responsibility to, to right their wrongs. But as a, as a whole, if you have been an absentee, piss poor, deadbeat parent, it is not your child's responsibility to reach out to you and fix what you broke. Right, you are gaslighting your child. Absolutely. So let's let's stop. I I wish Cree the best, and Cree follow how you feel. If you feel like you don't you don't want to have a relationship with this man after umpteen years of him not being present and accounted for in your life, not knowing anything about you, not supporting you with all the fucking pool he has as a as a hip hop legend and him not helping you elevate your career to the next level. She, she doesn't do music, but she does party planning, promoting, event planning, all stuff. If she can't help you do, if he can't use his connections to even help you further that and you don't want to be bothered, don't be bothered, baby. This thing that you just have to love your parents no matter what they do, that's bullshit. You don't have to be bothered. You can protect your peace. Peace be still. Ain't that what that Medea said? Peace be still. Or get you a piece that's made of steel and set it off in that motherfucker. (laughs) Just set it on the table and there will be We need an organ Hello. sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, what I want to discuss is uh, Savannah told Cree about what Egypt was saying regarding TT and Sean. And Cree said that she did not feel like she was close enough to TT to be taking that information to her, which I think is valid. And, the, and so she told um, Vanessa Simmons, who is the oldest Simmons daughter, um, who's very close to TT. And she told, Vanessa tells TT, and TT gets mad at Cree, talking about, you my wedding planner, you should have brought this to me. Ma'am, I don't know you, and professionally, I'm not bringing this to you. I don't know it to be true or not. But I thought you might like for your good, good friend to bring this to you if you want to straighten it out. But me as somebody who does not know you like that, we're trying to do business together. I'm not bringing that to your doorstep. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. No. But now she wants to fire Cree as her wedding planner. And I just think TT is moving off emotion. But the one thing that stood out to me, friend, was that and all of this shit talking, she like gets in this, oh, I'm tired of Egypt and Pep playing with me. I know a lot of shit about them. If they want to take it there, they could take it there. But not one time did mm. she say, that's a lie. Sean is not cheating on me. Mm. Not one time did she come out and say, I'm mad about this because it's a goddamn lie. It's completely false. She just started doing this. Well, if they want to tell my business, I could tell theirs type of shit. And that let me know that there's some truth to it. Trying to save face. What a smoke does fire. Yeah, there's some truth to it. Because if something is a bold face, I'm be like, that's bullshit. 
that's not true at all. And Vanessa kept trying to get her to say it wasn't true. She's like, but I know that's not true. That can't be true. And now one time was TT like, no girl, that is, it's not true at all. She kept dancing around it. Like, see, they keep poking the bear. They keep poking me. They keep pushing me. Now they bringing Sean into this. They keep doing this. They not, not nan single time was she like, that's a lie. That's not true at all. So there's definitely um, some fire where that smoke is coming from. And I feel like she is embarrassed that her personal business is out there after the season or two she spent trying to put a nail in a coffin that is Sam and Egypt's relationship. Like it, the optics of it look bad. You were so busy worrying about these two people relationship that you don't sleep with that you ain't sucking or fucking, that one is just your cousin, that you didn't keep your eye on the goddamn prize in your own relationship, and your man is doing everything that you accusing Egypt's man of doing. So I think it's embarrassment more than anything. I think she's embarrassed, but I definitely think there's some truth to that rumor because she did not, she did not come out and outright deny that he hadn't cheated on her. And I think Vanessa peeped it too. Vanessa was like, mm, she is really mad about this for it to not be true. So we shall see. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Speaking of luck, let's. <laughs> so Come on, Sig, what are you doing? Luck was on C's side when he got a notice from Georgia CPS and they couldn't find any wrongdoing to say there was abuse in the home. But that doesn't make you not abusive, in my opinion. Because a lot of times when CPS steps in, they're looking solely for physical abuse, never minding the fact of mental, verbal, and emotional abuse of a child. And those things exist as well. Correct. And the, the, the emotional and verbal abuse part is was clear as day when your girlfriend Suzette went on social media and called your daughter fat, lazy, and slovenly. And also we have to remember child protective services is damn near like a, a offshoot brand of the police. And we know the police do not give uh rat's they ass usually and do good investigation about the hell there you go, friend. So they dropped the ball so many times. There you go. That's what I was getting. So you're not off the hook over here on this here podcast. You're still a bitch ass nigga. You're not off the hook because you are still laying up, playing up. And from the looks of the next episode, planning to propose to the same woman who who really went out of her way to disrespect a child. Yeah, your child. I may be a lot of things, but I'm not a motherfucker that's about to sit on the internet and argue with no teenager at my big age. Hello. That's what I can tell you. Especially a teenager that that ain't mine. That I'll I didn't see. give birth to. Listen. And then say mean things to him. I just, friend, I'm just trying to understand. I'm not trying to, I understand. She's an abusive piece of shit. Because it has never crossed my mind to say mean shit to a child mm. to try to hurt their feelings. Yeah. 
teenagers get on my goddamn nerves. I don't disrespect them. I don't berate them. I damn sure don't go at them like they adults on social media. Mm-hmm. Full of shit. And again, the fact that, because I know I saw you live tweeting this and you said from the show page that it's astonishing that C is a stand with her. And, you know, I said, I mean, he just started being a father like two seasons ago. Yeah, so that was, I agree. I retweeted it too. Like, yeah, you had a valid point there. When you just started getting into fathering and, yeah. and you yourself wasn't even treating your daughter and baby mama well up until you got a few dollars in your pocket and you mm, wanted to let, try to rebrand. I, mm, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hello. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Because for the first several seasons of Black Ink, you was getting arrested every season for uh, being behind on child support. And not giving a fuck about Crystal or Cheyenne. Like actively Hello. not giving a fuck. Yes, because there's an episode on one of them previous seasons where you had to have a come to Jesus moment with Cheyenne so that y'all could even start having a relationship. Mm-hmm. The North remembers. Indeed. The North remembers. I love going to the library and going into the records. It's the all nig- right the, there. The niggies remember. It us, the niggies. Mm-hmm. And so before that, I, I want to say... I don't know what kind of 1995 great value Wu-Tang rap and rock was doing, but don't ever put that on my TV screen again. Don't, Big Fish, don't y'all ever in your monkey ass lives put no shit like that on my TV screen again. What the fuck was that? That was... Also, uh, go ahead. Teddy, if all your shirts gonna be too little, just let your titties hang out. (laughs) Let them titties titty. Be free. Just walk out with your nipples out because them shirts be little than a motherfucker. You have got to know you fat. Listen, dress your size. I too am fat, but you don't see me out here wearing schmediums trying to let my nipples be out because I know that shit is not pleasing for everybody. Well, shit, it's your size. It is okay to dress comfortably. Teddy, you are a fat nigga from one fat nigga to the next wear your goddamn size you know good and motherfucking well you are 2x on a good day well goddamn 2x nigga i wear 2x you don't see me out here trying to fit in goddamn larges yeah or enough st- is enough enough is a goddamn enough you making the fat brother community look bad teddy now nah, goddamn I'm sick of this shit now wear your motherfucking size you are not the same size as Walt. Don't you be trying to fit your big ass in, in Walt size clothing. Hello. You, also, you are not. I don't you, give. F- go ahead. I don't give a fuck about your showcase. Go ahead, friend. I, I, I was getting to that, but I was going to say, nigga, you think you giving muscles and all you giving is, is nipple meat. Sir, stop it. I am sick of this shit, Teddy. I'm sick of you trying to be a bad bitch on our goddamn TV screen. Enough is enough. You think you giving muscles and you just giving musty. <laughs> musty, not muscles, potential show title. <laughs> all you giving is dusty, musty. Bad and musty, fusty. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. That might be a show title. <laughs> <laughs> you are so good. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but, but also, true, Teddy, I don't give a fuck about this showcase. Teddy, we know you ain't got no damn job. You just here. Yeah, you ain't got no job. I don't want to hear no niggas from New York rapping. You put together this showcase in the, in the epicenter of a fucking pandemic. That's not lost upon me. Correct. Okay. Like, sir, don't know, but I don't, Crystal, I you do everything but be successful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm not. You good? You the jack of all trades, master of none. But that little song was rocking a little bit until you fell off the stage. But whatever, that's okay. That shit was funny. It was just okay. Um, Speaking of this showcase, you know, since we're here, um, Tati, ma'am, Miss Mamas. Miss Lady. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, friend. You know, because we talked about this in a bit of the pregame. Correct me if I'm wrong, but since Tati's inception on this show, hasn't most of her strife been mixing business and pleasure? Yes. And hasn't most and fucking that... on people she ain't got no business trying to fuck on. Correct. And hasn't most of that been with Teddy? Yes. So, you know, now that we've established that frame, tell me why Tati thought it was a good idea to try to congratulate Teddy by insinuating, well, shit, not even insinuating, flat out saying that she will be in his room at the hotel tonight in front of this nigga's whole last fiance. Tati. Have has 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 have you had too many knots upside the head? Because baby, this is why you've been gotten beat up damn near every season since you've been on this fucking show. It's trying to fuck on people you ain't got no business fucking on, let alone the fact that this nigga's fiance is like literally right here. And big fish, y'all ain't shit because y'all zoomed in, in on her on purpose once she said that. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> y'all messy asses. I just I just feel like that's a lot of audacity. A lot. I really do, especially when you and Teddy's relationship ended in disaster because you were so fucking unhinged and insecure. Mm. And I just feel like because you can't go suck the egg full young out of Donna's meat flaps, you want to shoot your shot at anybody. You was just fucking on this woman and laying up in her and Alex's bed sucking and fucking on each other. Why are you so gung-ho to be fucking between your co-workers? When we have evidence that that don't work out for you. Ever. And then, didn't you date some other nigga in the shop? Yeah. From one to fifth? And then yeah. Petty got fired you about that? No, he, he fired the dude. Yeah, one Tati and that he got fired. fired Tati. Oh, he did? It was Tati too initially, yeah. Oh shit, I forgot that part. And I then it all got overshadowed because Kitty started fucking Ryan. Oh, oh you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But how many more of your goddamn co-workers is you gonna try to spread that goddamn uh eagle twat too? 
Hello, like Tati, you don't make good decisions. Hell, what did what you ain't this the season of you trying to prove the season that you're not about um mess and you all about business and, and here you go trying to mix and here you go doing the same shit like girl 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 uh but but also i mean if we're being real like it's still strange and you a bozo but also you have to do something because you have no storyline on this show and also teddy page you dust also that and I mean, and ha- if we look at Uni and we look at you, I mean, I could, I would pay you dust as well. Uh, yeah, because I mean, Teddy, uh, his honestly, very attractive Asian woman. Yes, that body. Yes, honestly, I ain't even gonna hold you. Also, don't know what- I do not care about your family life home line, uh, storyline. That shit whack. I do, I do not care. That's what I'm saying. That she has no storyline on the show. But I mean, I mean, you know, let's be honest. We, whenever they try to do these stories, like home life stories, for honestly, any of the cast, if we're being honest, we usually really don't care. No, like the only ones that be like mildly entertaining is C's, and that's because, like, hell, all that shit be missing drama. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about you, uh, about your little cousins moving out and you not telling the truth about why and shit. Nobody just goes home and, and packs their shit up and leaves the house. There's more to the story, and we don't. And if you're not willing to tell it, shut the fuck up talking to us about it. Right. Like if you're gonna be messy, be all the way messy. That's what we watch these don't damn shows like, for. Yeah. Don't act like you so goddamn confused and befuddled. You know what the fuck happened for your two of your cousins to just pack up and get the fuck on. Right. Spill the tea. Or keep that shit on the playground. Shut the fuck up. Either you gonna tell it or keep it on the playground, goddamn. Uh <laughs> Alex got COVID-19 and he quarantined. Uh he was asymptomatic. And uh we glad that it didn't take him out of here. Um what I can say is even though I, I don't dislike Alex. Um, I dislike that Alex has no backbone when it comes to Donna. Agreed. But I'm glad that he uh, was able to recover from it, knowing how many Black people did not, young, old, and everything in between. Yeah. No, so we're glad to you. see that you recovered. I'm yeah. not going to hold you. I laughed like a motherfucker when C said he caught Donna 19. He ain't got COVID-19. He got Donna 19. That he shit was funny. over there. That shit was funny. I do believe that the honeymoon phase has worn off for Alex and Donna. Yeah. And also, I believe I believe that Alex is seeing Donna for who she really is. Mm-hmm. And that is somebody who lacks emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. That is somebody who is volatile. Mm-hmm. That is somebody who is a poor communicator. Mm-hmm. And instigator. He was saying that she even she got upset because she was bored having to quarantine. So he was like, fuck it. I would just rather quarantine by myself. If that ain't a sign, um, I don't know what it is. We also saw that first of all, she should have been quarantining with him because I'm pretty sure they're always joined at the fucking hip. 
Yep. So the fact that she was not in that same space with him quarantining, that says a lot about her as an individual. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to talk about the fact that we weren't sure last episode if Alex was still working at the shop, but apparently he was. Apparently he's had conversations with Puma and C's without Donna around. So that relationship is still okay. And I'm glad to see, like I said, it's still fucksies for his daughter's situation, but I'm glad to see he's doing business a little bit better this season because he's not penalizing Alex for Donna's bullshit. But he's yeah. holding fast that after this last situation where Puma and Siege tried to help Donna and Teddy tried to help Donna, tried to see how they could get her the things she needed to be successful outside the shop. And she just kind of spat in their face and was, was, you know, putting her hands on C's. She has no place in the shop because she's not tattooing. And that's a very fair statement to make. Yeah, and has not been tattooing for quite some time now, if we're being frank. Thank God. <laughs> don't, don't put a question mark where God put a period. That's for sure. Well, yeah, that's her problem. She didn't know where the hell to put the period. That's, 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 that's one bitch that we don't need tattooing. <laughs> Lord. Mm. <laughs> Let him use you. <laughs> and, and Alex calls, oh shit, who he still looks clean and sober. It's good to know that he moved to Atlanta, opened up his own shop, and it's doing really, really well. Yeah. Good yeah, for I look, Cause I looked, uh shit. He is his shop has higher ratings than the one than the black ink shop, which don't surprise mm. me, honestly. At all. So good, good for Richard, aka oh shit. And he's still a nigga I'm not taking no relationship advice from. And niggas say him and Nikki just be arguing all the time. Let me say this. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. Yes, that's true. But you should not be arguing all of the time with your partner. Right. It is not normal to just be arguing all of the time. No. And I don't want Alex to think that it is. I hope, go talk to a real therapist. Yes. But I do think for Alex, like you said, his the relationship with Donna is running its course at this point. And we see it in the preview. The preview for next week is really fucking heavy. Um, it kind of, it, it took me by surprise because we see Alex show up. We see Donna start screaming about Alex got a cut on his lip that he put there himself. Who the fuck cuts their own lip? Mm. How do you cut your own lip? Then we see a woman talking to Alex saying, you don't have to take that. That's not okay. It's not healthy. You got to get out of that situation. And then we see Puma screaming how he refuses to film with a domestic abuser. Mm. Um, my assumption is that they are talking about Donna being a domestic abuser. Donna do be putting her hands on Alex because that's Donna M.O., Donna tried to put her hands on Tati because she couldn't put wigs together where the piercer was at. Mm -hmm. If that is true, get her to fuck up off this show because we damn sure uh, saw them get Sky to fuck up out of here for telling her son she should have aborted him and yep. she hate him. 
Yep. So and if you she, can get somebody who, who to fuck also, up off this show, who is also committed domestic violence, for damn so. If you want to get somebody off this show for for being volatile and how they speak to people and verbally abusive and emotionally abusive, get down to the fuck up out of here if she's putting her hands on uh, Alex. There should be zero tolerance for that. Yeah, I mean, and also let's be real. Nothing of value will be lost if Donna got off this show. Nothing of value is lost, and we're not having seen her uh, this whole episode. Also, that I'm perfectly fine with there being an Alex and no Donna. Correct. That was it for Black Ink. Oh, and then the preview for next episode, Walt comes begging back. Listen. Things can be true. I do not believe Walt was the one who robbed that shop. I do believe he was careless and didn't lock up like he was supposed to because he was drinking. I do believe he took that money out the register and was going to put it back, but all this shit happened before. And I do believe that he has no place in Black Ink after moving like that. Yeah, I agree. That's a situation where multiple things multiple things can be yeah multiple things can be true yeah, and if we were talking about anything else outside of Black Ink, if he were working any other job, if he were working a retail job, and he was the night shift manager, and he didn't lock up the store before he left, and somebody came in and robbed it fucking blind, he would be fired and more than likely facing criminal charges. Yeah, he would at the very least be fired at the very least. At the very least, he would be fired. Then if they found out that you, quote unquote, didn't lock up like you were supposed to and you had stolen out of the register, you would probably be on the hook for, for the robbery. So it's yeah. like, I don't think I don't because I don't think he stole that merch. But I, I mean, he he did confess to still to taking the money, but I don't think he took that merch. But still, you like that's not a that good merch. look. I, I definitely think he was careless. I definitely think he's back drinking and he was drinking on a job and he didn't lock up how he was supposed to. And yeah. it got robbed. People do shit like that all the time. People jiggle folks' car door handles to see to see if they lock their car or not. Yeah. People do that kind of shit all the time. That's not anything out the ordinary. But I do I do not uh, disagree with Teddy and C's that you don't have a spot at Black Ink anymore when you're doing shit like that. At the very least, you stole from the register when you could have just went to your brothers and asked for an advance on your pay or to borrow some money or whatever. But once you, if you steal once, people are gonna assume you steal all the time. Yeah. Your credibility is shot to hell. And I think if we I'm see you, being, we see you, uh, pie face Tegan. And also, I think you know we give C's and Teddy a lot of shit, and they definitely deserve it. But I think honestly, what hurt them the most is that. Walt was going through some shit and instead of coming to them, like you said, and being like, bro, I need help. And them knowing that they would have his back no matter what, he chose the worst option. Yeah. I think that's what hurts the most. Cause I mean, if we being real, I mean, it's a business, but I mean, C's got money. Teddy got money because C's giving money. Like I don't like that money can be replaced, but that trust cannot. At all. 
And I think that's the biggest thing forward. It's like, bro, we could have helped you. We were going to help you. We know, you know, we like it. If you would have came to us and been like, bro, I'm going through tough times with this COVID and stuff. I can't pay, you know, I'm all my money is kind of shot because I can't pay the child support. You know, them niggas are going to have your back. You knew that well. But, you know, you unfortunately got back drinking, which I agree with Candace, and you chose the worst possible option. Yep. It's kind of like when we talk about love and marriage, Huntsville, how we talk about how Martell had options and he chose the worst possible option. Yes. Yes. To cheat. He could have got, he could have went to therapy. He could have just let the shit ride or he could have left or he could have cheated and he chose cheating. Walt chose the worst possible option out of all the options he had. He didn't tell his own wife about his financial woes. He didn't tell his A1s about his financial woes. He didn't try to get some credit help or some financial help or anything. He defaulted to stealing from the business he works for and got caught. More importantly, his brothers. Yes. And got caught. So it is what it is. Talking about he's willing to do whatever to prove it wasn't him or whatever. You didn't even take that attitude from jump when you should have. Yeah. Talking about I got proof it wasn't me. If they want to see it, I'll show it, but I'm not showing nobody else. Then it don't sound like you're willing to do anything to prove it ain't you. Because I would have slapped my proof down on the table like a big goddamn joker. Ta-da! Blame your mammy, whore. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> but that was it for Blacking. We about to shoot over to Houston as we we are one episode out from this uh season finale of Ready to Love. And AJ, you played yourself. You played your fucking self. You should have sent Kyra the fuck home. Mm. Why is she there? When you watching this back, I, I can't wait to see the fucking reunion. That's what I'm more interested in. Get to the reu- get you, to the mess. Because you had to see these last episodes, and I know you slapped yourself in the goddamn face. Because, well, first of all, Kyra is not cute to me. No. Ooh. Ooh. He ain't. Alexis was the better choice for you. Alexis was all in. You chose Kyra. Kyra stays, and Kyra is mad at Jason for choosing Liz and not him and not her. Mm. Girl, what? I don't have nothing to say about Joel and Vernicia. They seem like they all in. We ain't got nothing to talk about with them. They seem like they really fucking want to be together. Yeah. First things first, Jason, you. I don't trust no nigga that go around calling women queen. That's my first thing. <laughs> Low tap, ho tap. <laughs> that onk, that onk popped. <laughs> that all that of a sudden, right, jumped out. <laughs> all of a sudden, a koofy appeared on his head. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah! All of a sudden, a grand, a grand's biscuit popped up. <laughs> grand rising queen. On. Grand rising queen. <laughs> first things first. Liz, absolutely. I I agree with you about Liz and why you gave her that white rose. She is as pure heart as she want to be and fucking gullible. Mayor. 
you sat up there and told her that you made your decision weeks before and blah, blah, blah. You get in front of Kyra and you be like, well, was it weeks before? Uh, probably not, but I just said that. Huh? Didn't they roll the, the footage back on his ass too when he said that? Behavior. You didn't have to lie to Liz. You could have said, hey, I was feeling you and Kyra, but when it came down to it, I like a woman that's decisive and knows what she wants, and that was you. Yeah. And I feel like I made the best decision possible for me because I'm all in and you're all in and we're all in together. You didn't have to sell that woman no dreams. Which the fact that he didn't say that and so the dream shows a lack of emotional um, intelligence on his part. Absolutely. But Kyra, you was giving us pressed, panini pressed, dry cleaning pressed. (laughs) Steam iron pressed. <laughs> Cricket decal iron on pressed. Press on nails. Hot press. Pressed hair. Hot comb. Like, it, you was super pressed this episode. Like, I didn't understand, you know, for me personally, friend, if I may, <clears throat> for me, myself personally, if you, 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 you got a second chance. You were originally gonna go, gonna be going home, and you got a second chance because AJ dumb as hell, and you want to try to focus on AJ and make this work. Then why the hell you still mad at Jason? Like, girl, that is bridge over. That is that is troubled water under a bridge. Under the point. Yeah. Like, what is the reason? What is the point? What is the reason? And why are you antagonizing Liz, who has done nothing to you? Also that. Like she had an it attitude with Liz for no reason. It don't matter what the fuck Jason told you. Jason chose Liz. The writings was right there in your fucking face. You didn't need to do no deeper diving. You didn't need no closure. You didn't need no conversation. He chose her. Yeah. That was and, your closure. And you seemingly you was going home. Yeah. And you seemingly chose AJ because he chose to give you a second chance like a dumbass. So, like, girl, what you mad about? Because she don't like AJ. Mm. And she not a real-ass bitch. Mm. She she used AJ to try to get to Jason. Mm. And Jason is like, mm-mm, no. And I do think Jason likes Liz. But I think Jason puts it on a little thick because of how naive Liz is. Mm. Well, hell, we already seen I, he's not I completely he genuine. Really, no, he's not. But I do think he really likes her. And I don't think if Kyra would have said, Jason, I choose you, I don't think it would have changed the outcome. Her feelings just would have been severely hurt, even more so. But I think Jason was going to choose Liz and Liz was going to choose Jason. There was nothing Kyra could do about it because Kyra hadn't been transparent. She hadn't been open. She hadn't been easy to get to know. This was the same issue she had with AJ. This the same issue she was having with other men in the house. Kyra was a brick wall. And by the time she was ready to start taking those bricks down, niggas had chose up. Because you yeah. froze up. Mm-hmm. It is Ooh, what it bars, is. Bars, friend. Bars. Bars. Mm, see me? You see me? You see? Hear me knocking? Let me in. But you, <laughs> you, you played your hand poorly. Mm, yep. You didn't read the table. And then when we see 
the couples together before they meet the families. You talking about you didn't think you would feel away when you saw Jason with Liz, but you feel away. That lets me know right then and there, you ain't, ain't nothing AJ can do for you. And in my opinion, AJ way finer than uh goddamn Jason. Jason kind of looked like a ferret. He do. He do. Like he he even, gives me he gives me Alvin and the Chipmunks. And you know what else kind of let me know that Kyra was was a little bit off when mm-hmm. her and Jason had this sit down. Jason kept asking her, what is it that you want, Kyra? She couldn't answer the fucking question. Like your man's from the notebook. (laughs) What do you want? Kyra, what do you want? Kyra, what do you want? She gonna tell him, and this was the dumbest shit I think I heard. I wanted you to say, Kyra, I want you to make the decision that's best for you. Instead, you said, Kyra, what is your decision when it comes to me? Girl, what? <laughs> you know what that gave what the me? What are you saying? You know what that gave me? That gave me that damn that damn Rick James skit on uh Chappelle show. You know, I never did things just to do them. You know, I don't remember you know grinding my feet in somebody's couch like it's something to do. I got a little bit more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in this couch. That's what it gave me. That's exactly what it was giving. Like I said, to me, Jason is a little is a little disingenuous. I agree, but I don't think he's wrong in making the decision he made because you still cannot say without a shadow of a doubt, yes, Jason, I want you. You literally sitting here being kept in this situation by another man. You chasing behind Jason, and you can't even come out your mouth and say it's you I want. How does that work? You don't need to be here. You literally doing all of that and still don't know what you want from these men. Mm-hmm. Just say you want them to covet you and you want them to chase behind you on a dating show and nobody else. Which is stupid because it's a dating show. Now, let's finish off with Chris and Amber. First of all, Speaking you of a nasty arc. motherfucker to call celibacy semen retention. <laughs> I can think of an R word for you, but I can't. <laughs> Come on, growth. <laughs> Nigga, when I live, when you want to talk about the the koofy, like, like, uh, <laughs> like, I generally, you know, like Chris, but when he said that, I was like, uh, didn't it give you hotel vibes? It did, it did, it did. Like my <laughs> the koof, the the onk flag went up. Like, wait a minute now, nigga, semen, nigga, what? <laughs> huh? Who the fuck says that semen retain? Who the fuck says that, Chris? Nigga, there's a word for it. Celibacy. Celibacy is right there. This nigga don't made up a whole goddamn <laughs> whole goddamn word. Nigga, celibacy is right there in the dictionary. It is a word, sir. You do not have to make up this hotel ass shit. Exactly. It was right there. And it's... I wish you hadn't come back. 
That creeped me out talking about sex is the one of the biggest soul ties you can have with somebody. That's what it gave me. He he started talking about energies and shit, and I'm like, bruh. But see, it's that's a why, nut. That's why you can't like niggas for too long because they'll always disappoint you. Because up until this point, I like Chris, but I'm like, nigga, what in the goddamn? It was so weird. Like, what in the goddamn one percent of hell, black Israelite hell is this? I, mm. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> Mm. The house of <laughs> I caught myself after I said it. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Oh my god. Good night. Hey, fuck Jeremy. I can't stand him. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> he always put me in these positions, man. You can I cannot trust Jeremy. Wow, friend, wow. <laughs> that nigga be putting me in a position to really be a piece of shit. Worse than I was going to be. Let I was about that. to damn say my shit. I'm willing to be accountable. <laughs> I'm willing to be accountable, but not that motherfucking accountable. <laughs> the real shade is I didn't even attend that, to be honest. I thought about it after I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> oh, <move> on. <laughs> I gotta get back on track. This this meet the family shit look like it's gonna be tense. Yes, more tense than it was last season. Honestly, because I mean, let's you know, if we're being real and be honest here, this season has been fucking has been full of weird people. Yes, like even these last few remaining, like. I mean, they all right, but they still weird. A lot of them still weird. Hell, especially one in particular. Well, two in particular, but they all kind of weird. Very. Like, I don't, like, this season just has not been given what last season did. It's had its moments here and there, but overall, I don't like this season more than I do last season. I Y'all, maybe it's, y'all need to pick a different city. Maybe it's the city. I absolutely am not a fan of this season. I I said it and I'll say it again. Dusty. It was given dusty. It, it it was not given what last season gave. And I do agree, friend. Let's try another city. Let's try Charlotte. Let's try Shit, let's try New Miami. Orleans. Let's try Miami. Let's My, come ooh, back to Atlanta. New Orleans will be good. Yeah. Let's try New Orleans. Let's come back to Atlanta. Let's I, but enough of Texas. Yeah, I'm not a not a fan. Not a fan of this mm. season. Not a fan. Not a fan. So let's get ready to wrap things up and wind it down. Speaking of Atlanta. We're married to medicine because, oh my goodness. Ugh. Also, just want to reiterate, picking up from last episode, Heavenly versus Lisa Nicole is prime television, even though Lisa Nicole ain't got no place on this damn show. Y'all was too cheap to rent a um a RV. Is that why she's here this season? <laughs> is that the big to do? Because I can't think of anything else. Like she she Lisa has not given anything to this season other than spouts with heavenly, which to be fair, I did enjoy, but hell anybody can have a spot with heavenly. Hell is fucking heavenly. Exactly. Hell, Toya it, versus it, Heavenly has been more entertaining than goddamn Elisa Nicole. Yeah, I'm not at all 
first of all, I think y'all let Lisa Nicole get away far too easy with the COVID testing stuff. Mm. Like, I really do. I definitely think y'all let that slip and slide right through y'all fucking fingers for the chance to use the bitch outdated RV. Right, she ain't even got no good, no like state of the art RV too. That motherfucker looked like someone on Johnson family vacation. Also, I'm tired of seeing y'all argue with Lisa Nicole and Heavenly. Like, if y'all don't like each other, just say that, please. I feel like it's getting old. Again, you being generous. I was trying to be a little generous. Yes. Yes, I was. But enough is enough. Leave us alone. Also, let's get to the meat and potatoes. I really don't care about Heavenly and Lisa Nicole fighting. Contessa tells the girls what's going on with Scott. And they are fucking shook and dumbfounded. Mm. And I'm having a hard time believing that a woman as smart as Contessa is this goddamn dumb. She talks about, and this is this this flabbergasted me, friend. She talks about how her kids joke about Scott having a, a, a girlfriend outside of Contessa. And when she tells Scott that it's not funny and they should stop doing that, he acts like it's not a big deal. Leave this man. <laughs> he don't respect you. How you say it? And he's, he's laying the foundation for y'all kids to not fucking respect you. What is that? Yeah, there's under no circumstances that your children should feel comfortable to to quote unquote joke that their daddy got a, got a girlfriend outside of you. That is unacceptable. That is not normal. That is not right. At all. Leave At this all. man. That is not okay. As my friend so hilariously said, leave this man. <laughs> leave him. Leave him. He means he, you no well. He has. He, he means has, you no good. He he has long time checked out of this marriage and checked in to a girlfriend. And playing in your face. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's it's weird. It's disrespectful. It's dysfunctional. It's toxic, and it's just not right at all it's just not right again we talk about add up again we talk about options like we said with martel like we said with walt like scott had the option to handle the going back to school and all that stuff he had options in how to handle it he chose the absolute worst one not when we mentioned martel ain't this nigga giving this martel with a medical degree yeah yeah. That's what it's given to me. Yeah. It's given that I don't think my wife will leave me. I don't think she could do any better without me. Meanwhile, you not all that. Yeah, all he missing is the If you don't respect break, your wife, if you don't respect home, you not worth you not worth your weight and salt. You ain't shit. All he missing is the outside baby. And well, your kids talking about you got a girlfriend, so that might be on the come up. Mm. I 
do my best not to treat my partner like a possession. I don't own my partner. You do not belong to me. You are with me. We are with each other, but I do not own you. I don't possess you. In that, you have the free will to make all the decisions you want to make. If your decisions don't align with fully respecting me the way you want to be respected, you can go. You claim you've been talking to a life coach, then you change it to a therapist. We the story keep fucking flip flopping. Who you have not, not paying paid. her? Your wife didn't know shit about her. Your kids talking about daddy got a girlfriend. Contessa, enough of these tears, baby. It's time to woman up, put on your big girl panties, and get the fuck away from this man before he destroys you. You can go heal and be whole again without him. Yeah. But what he's doing is chipping away at your wholeness. At one point, y'all were one whole together, but he decided he wants to be separate and be in his own lane. Y'all are in two separate cars now. It's time for you to get the fuck. Yeah. Talking about doing it for the kids. Don't do shit for the kids. They can see through all of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm done found it. Oh. He, he on I-20, you on 285. That, those are two different directions, baby. Absolutely. And you can't just keep crying about it. And I'm sure that's easier said than done. I don't know what you're going through. I'm not in your shoes. But what I can say is He's dimming your light because when you could be celebrating life, celebrating love after making it through a pandemic, after your kids have remained healthy through said pandemic, you sitting up spending most of your time crying on our goddamn TV screen. This man yeah. has embarrassed you at every turn on national TV this season. Yeah. How are you I talking don't... to a life coach and your life still bullshit? Yeah, because I was just about to say shit. Not only them and her, like them and his own. Because like Scott just looked ugly. Now Scott used to be handsome. Like he used to have a glow yeah. about him. He just looked dingy and yeah. dirty now. Yeah, and doing weird shit. It's not. It's not even just the life coach shit. It's the saving pictures of potential employees in your phone talking about Contessa would never hire him because they too attractive. It's the. It's the constantly walking away when your wife has legitimate and valid issues within the marriage it's the not supporting her not even getting her a graduation gift after this woman made a whole fucking career change to lead to y'all opening up the whole goddamn practice where y'all are able to do alternative forms of medicine and and in the communities that y'all live in and serve and you just don't give a fuck you have embarrassed her at every turn this season You you leave a lot to be desired. Like Jeremy said, you're not even handsome no more. You just look like a crusty, dusty ass n- another nigga with a medical degree and a goddamn stethoscope. That's it. So I'm I pass. I don't I don't have nothing for you. You need to get your shit together. Away from um, Katessa. Please allow her to go heal and, and receive the love that she rightfully deserves. Correct. Also, what is this weird shit about when Anila and the girls went to D.C., somebody stole $400 from her? She got $400 to steal? I, you know what that was mean? In the, but, uh, the game they played where people was writing down, they writing the rumors down, talking about Anila can't pay her bills. 
I actually believe that because if y'all was supposed to be spending one million dollars on the house and y'all now at three million, y'all got some big fucking money issues. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't budget properly. Some name, some name adding up. Which also, can we talk about the fact that speaking of weird, like that fuck, that shit is weird. Like, y'all be too grown, be too old to be doing shit like that. We gonna play a game where we gonna write down rumors about it. Y'all are what? 50, 60, y'all, y'all are, are 40, 50, and 60 fucking years old. Girl, what the heck? Y'all... Get a fucking grip. Get a goddamn grip. Like I saw that shit, I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Y'all, y'all are somebody's memals. Please leave us alone. Y'all are too goddamn old to be acting like fucking high school, high school teens and shit. Absolutely. You're too goddamn old. Too fucking old. Okay. Which, while we here, friend, they have, Bravo has released the super trailer for the Married to Medicine reunion. And a few things happen. One, Toya gets called out for her shady behavior and being able to dish it and not take it. Mm. Her and Quad is still trading jabs. Mm. But I hope that the other ladies admit that it was very fucking shady, especially Simone Horsemouth ass, for Toya to get on her uh, live and, and talk down on Quad's house. Like, we need to goddamn admit that. Right. But the shocker is in the reunion, it appears that news is leaked in real time that Contessa has filed for divorce from Scott. Mm. To the point where Scott actually runs on the stage when he's watching backstage and he's like, so wait, we we talked about divorce, but did we decide we were going through with it? And Contessa is crying and boohooing and belly aching. But it looks like them papers was filed, Lord Jesus. And I want that for you so bad, Contessa. Because Scott has not been a president accounted for partner in so very long. You deserve so much better. You are she so beautiful, so smart. So successful to be sitting up there putting up with some shit like that. Enough is a damn enough. So exactly. Yeah, I think uh this Jekyll Island part two is the season finale. I think I think it is. Let me look real quick. But I think this is the, the season finale. It looks like it. Or it's or either is one more episode. No, yes. Yes, it is. Because the reunion part one airs June 27th. So. Well, which I, and we was talking about this yesterday when we did Ratchet Reloaded. It seems like it's been fast, but this is honestly like par for them because they don't, they do run a bit long, but they don't long, they don't run not nearly as long as Real Housewives of Atlanta does. But yeah. it came back pretty quick though. Yeah, because I didn't think we had gotten here so fast. But if we used to be, if, if we were to be honest, I feel like the first half of the season was like filler and fluff. Yeah, it didn't start getting good until uh, like these last, you know, the latter half. Yeah, it was filler and fluff. So I'm looking forward to the finale tonight, and I'm looking forward to the reunion. Um, but I, I guarantee you we're not going to get to that divorce part till probably part two because it's a three-part reunion. Sure, maybe so, even part three, to be honest. 
Yeah. You know, cause but you know I'm how Andy, you know how Andy love to do. Bullshit, chaos. Exactly. But that's it for this week. Um enjoy yourself if you a dad, if you a uncle, if you a goddad, a stepdad, a grandpa, whatever. Happy Father's Day. Don't be out here being fusty like Teddy. Uh, it's okay to be fat but just don't be musty in any any occasion being musty is not okay with that said we'll be back next week niggas peace